Why is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Is is that the new apartment? Yeah. Can't you tell how great it is? I know. Is that <laughs> uh, Why World Headquarters West? Yes, it is. It is Why World Headquarters West. A uh, little echoey. Well, okay. So that's why <laughs> I'm in the bedroom right now, but it's because there's no furniture in it yet. Right. That's, that's how it goes. Yeah. So I, I was see. in the living room and I'm like, that's going to be horrible. Right. Although I do have to say... So far, so, so far, good. so good, right? Yeah, I don't want to jinx us. I know. Um, so I'm assuming that's the room the captain's going to stay in, and you're going to sleep on the sofa. Where is there? He? he is. Oh, he's already there. So, yep. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. P- apologize he, for waking. He's, <laughs> he's not sure how he feels about it yet. Okay. Well, I think once I think once the echo goes away, once there's some furniture in there, he'll feel better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Typical Heidi fashion. I've bought, moved a lot of my clothes. Yep, makes sense. I keep buying more art. Okay. But there's nothing practical. This is why, with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. So I, I sent you a photo of this, and we should probably put this on the website. But I um, ran to the local Wawa. The, yes the store 24 equivalent for those mm-hmm. who are not conversant the Meyer uh, 50 acre yeah and your sheets your what have you your hess um but as i was leaving this morning there was a car parked in front i don't know if you saw this photo i did see this photo but i didn't get a chance to respond my parents were here <laughs> i think they would have liked that probably they would have wanted to see that they would have so but it was a i want to say it was a honda i believe um, it's hard, hard to, to tell. tell. Yeah. I think but it I was a very clean and shiny. Like this person cares for their car. Okay. So some things didn't come through in the photo. Um, I felt like the back seat of the car was just filled up with uh, like the extra large Slurpee type size oh. beverages and okay. empty cigarette packs. But that might've been me projecting. But maybe they like have the... Do you have Jack's car wash there? Jack's is no. like our okay. Who's so Jack? Well, J A X. Oh, they, um, they have like they do the inside and the outside. Oh, that's what you need, right? right which is rare. So, right. but maybe they only have the outside package. This particular uh, person. But there's always the the quarter operated vacuum things with that thing that will suck. I know, like, but you know what? Golf really balls up. Well, yeah, but the thing that bums me out about that forever, all I want. I would like to hear how these depress you, please. This do depress me. <laughs> Because all I've ever wanted were the easy to clean mats, like the mm-hmm. weather guard mats, which by the way, we've now dropped like five brand names. People are going to think we have some crazy sponsors. We don't and have. why and why. Yeah, no one. But not... maybe we can send this to them and say, exactly. look what we're doing. But anyway, I always wanted like the weather guard maps. So when I got my sure. new Jeep Cherokee, the Grand Cherokee, I, it came with them, but the Jeep brand. Oh, right. And I was super okay. excited. And then, you went, then you went to Jack's. Right. But I was so, no, because Jax doesn't do the inside during no. the pandemic. Screw so, you, Jack. <laughs> so all this suffice to say, everyone's always like, they're so much easier to keep clean, blah, blah, blah. But they're not if you don't have access to a hose. Mm. Because car washes just have the vacuums. True. Everyone needs a host. Everyone needs a hose. So yeah. they need to start adding those because more and more of us are getting those, those uh, mats. True. Everyone needs a host.
normally I feel like we begin by saying, how did you get started in building with, in, in doing whatever your interest is? But for you, I feel like the question should be more, when did you get to your level of proficiency with Lego when you thought, I bet I could make a model of Pee Wee Herman's head? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a darn good question. Um, honestly, but before I even got my job at Legoland, which is when I got to do it for the first time really professionally, um, I worked at Legoland California for nine years. Um, but before that, I would never have thought I could build, build a, a human head, scale head out of Lego. It just wasn't something that was really interested me, I guess, because I'm more of a car and buildings guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and sculpture just seems uh, extremely difficult, you know, with, with the little, little bricks. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I have to say it was probably after I started working at Legoland and had a little bit of training and, and got a little, a uh, little more confidence in, in, uh, doing shapes, you know, volume of, of now, now I feel I could kind of make any shape if I just had the time and patience for it, you know? <laughs> and what is that, what experience did you bring to that? job did you have a lot of experience building with lego i can give me those instructions i am great anything beyond that i am a complete mess i guess um ever since i was even a little kid i I always built the model out of the box you know you you buy the the set you're like oh that's really cool you open it up look at the instructions you build it and then i'd look at it and go well that's cool and then i'd break it apart and add it to my my main collection so Mm -hmm. each model to me was kind of like a just a little a pile of a little pile of an addition to my, my overall collection. And, uh, and, and, and basically it seems like over the years I, I created without knowing uh, like a mental inventory of every piece I had. So I kind of like knew, and they were just at this point in my life, they were just in the floor pile, like just piled up high, you know, now everything's organized by down to the individual piece by color. So very were you, at, were you at that point, kind of freestyling and designing your own things or were you just solely by the kit? Yeah, no, it was freestyle. I, I said, I, I, or not said, I, I'd say I, uh, I think I started doing my own designing probably even at the age of six, you know, really young. A lot, a lot of kids don't even ever not build just kits. And mm-hmm. I guess for me, it was, it was more about what can I build with more pieces now that I have more than the last time I built something. Right. And will you, um, did you sketch any of this out? Did you do, it seems like there's got to be some engineering work. To not, not, back then. not as a kid. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever do any kind of research. I mean, we're talking, this is in the early mid seventies. So, you know, right. That, you know, there weren't a lot of things, you know, for researching available to me at my ready, but uh, there's not a lot of six year olds with a drafting table either. Yeah. And so, but, but back then I, I, even when I was, I don't know, even eight, you know, people ask me what I want to do when I was an adult, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? I'd either want to be a fireman, an mm-hmm. architect, or I wanted to, to, to build Lego stuff, but I didn't even know back then that Legoland A existed and B that there was people already doing the job professionally of building Lego models. And so you get to Legoland and this has got to be a, you know, Alice in Wonderland type scenario. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a kid in a candy store and you can open any jar and then have as much <laughs> as you want. <laughs> and so what were you doing while there? I'm assuming um, you had specific things to start building and working. Absolutely. On. I mean, the, the process there, basically you have, you have th- three levels of, of people that work in the shop. You have an associate, which are basically the grunt workers. Um, you know, there's a lot of repeat building and multiple model builds, stuff like that. And then you have a, a builder and then you have a, a designer. So the, everyone knows what, you know, or has heard of the term master model builder. And that's a pretty generic term. Um, 
basically at, at Legoland, California, the model shop there, when you got to the point of a model builder, you, you, you were considered a master model builder because you have the training to, to do what we do, how they do it and all that. And then um, once you get to a certain point of, of being good enough as a builder and you show your proficiency, then you can you know, apply to be a designer. And not, not everyone wants to be a designer. Not everyone can be a designer. Um, in my opinion, for me, being a designer was my goal from day one. Uh, I just, cause I, I just want to, I, I feel, I feel like I can basically look at a building or a car and have it you know, with a few reference pictures, make it, you know, and it, now, especially with the tools available with computers and CAD and, you know, 3d scanning, and all, just all the stuff that's out there. Um, it, it's even easier to make an accurate model quickly, you know, so they provide the, the actual, the, the good tools and training that you would never really get, especially back then, uh, you know, like computer programs um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But now it's, those kinds of things are available to everybody. Um, and were you so, working by yourself or are you working with a team to develop? Let's it, build it, this both. thing. It, like when you're, when you're an associate at Legoland, basically you're handed projects on a daily basis. Some projects might last a day and a couple hours, a day, a week, months even. Um, and then when you're a builder, you, you, now you're gluing. Everything is glued. And basically everything mm-hmm. I do now, almost everything is glued. Um, the reason for that, and we can get to that later, but it's just for longevity purposes, because we all know Lego falls apart. <laughs> um, but once you get to being a builder, uh, you're proficient in gluing and, and you are, it's a very different environment when you're building corporately, because you have to track for all your time and everything. So there are a lot of things that come into play to be trained to be a good proficient builder. So once you're at that level, um, if, if you want to go to the next level, which would be design, um, that's when you have to start exploring w- what it is you're good at, what you like to design and, and what the, the powers that be want you, what, what they need too. Cause mm-hmm. you know, Lego and in Lego land, they're a big company. So they have a lot of different niches and things, but in my world, everything I did was for Lego land proper that, and that was being shown in the, in the model part, in the parks, you know, like mini land. Have you ever been to a Lego land? I have. Yes. Okay. So the mini land area, that's, that's mostly where most of my models would be shown. Cause I did predominantly cars and buildings, but I did some sculptural stuff too. Did you have a favorite of those two? Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. As far as which style, like what to build or. Yeah. Or, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I love buildings. I just really love uh, a good, any building. I mean, from a tiny house to, to a 33 foot tall skyscraper, I can, you know, design everything in between. So um, I, I prefer buildings. I really like the challenge of, of capturing the essence of the, the, the I want the pr- people who know the building when they look at the model I design to instantly recognize it. That's, mm-hmm. that's something I go for. So, um, and, and, and really when it comes down to it, it's the tiny details that people just love. It's like the, the hose, the spigot on the side of the house or the tiny little antenna on the top of the roof that no one ever sees in reality. But since you're looking at a small model, you're able to see the entire property, let's say, at once. And it's, it's, it's about all the details. So I really enjoy that part of it. Is there anything in the real world that you cannot duplicate in Lego? Have you ever been stumped? Well, yeah, the, the, believe it or not, and this, it's kind of weird, but the hardest thing I ever had to do, and I, I even it's the one project, and I did hundreds of projects as a, as, at Legoland, um, was, was a bridge. It was, a, it, was, it was for the Florida theme park down there in Miniland, and basically it was a bridge that it, it would look like a boomerang the shape of it was a gentle arch it bent like an elbow 
and it had a subtle curve and it had a subtle arch and it went up and then down. It was just, it was so complex as far as getting it all to, to, to work. Um, and, and a lot of the models that you do that are larger need a steel infrastructure. So we're talking square tube steel welded and, and, and it all needs to be, I designed the, the frame too. So like I'm in a CAD program and it was just, it was very difficult to, to get this, this bridge. And when it was all said and done after I finished it, um, it was so underwhelming that, that just looking at this bridge and looking, you're like, really, that was the hardest project you, you've ever done. Um, hmm. So, and, and, and the strangest thing about Lego, in my opinion, is that the, the easier when a finished model, the easier it looks, like if it's there, you look at this building, like, wow, it's just like a fancy box, you know, basically with holes in it. Um, it it's, there's so much time and effort and, and, and all the details that go in it, but the, the easier it looks like it was to do. And a lot of times the harder it was, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 the, and and this is another weird thing about Lego is the smaller scale you want to build something, the harder it is to design because detail, the, the bigger you make something, the easier it is to incorporate details. So from my personal experience and opinion, it's, it's, if you're trying to design, it's called micro scale. So if you want a, a skyscraper that's this tall, right. it's really hard to, to, to capture the essence if you don't have enough room to, to represent, like say all the windows or all the floors or anything. So it, at that level, you're doing, uh, let's, I call it like a caricature, you know, mm-hmm. of a building. So that's, in my opinion, the hardest thing to do is micro scale stuff. Now the, the Lego figures, is that an easier one to work at? You were saying, you know, the um, smaller actually, the detail. Is, okay. So mini figure scale, this scale, the little guys, yep. is one to 45. And that's, that's pretty dif- difficult to work at. If you go smaller, that would be Mac or micro scale, excuse me. So basically anything smaller than mini big scale is micro scale and micro scale is difficult. Mini, uh, mini land scale. That's the word, you know, Legoland. Right. That's one to 20. Now you mentioned in passing, and this feels like it might be a dirty secret of Legoland mm-hmm. that there is metal underneath some of these, Yes, absolutely. Yep. Uh, any of the things that basically the building or a, a sculpture of mm-hmm. or any type of model, if it's going to be like a book taller than three or so feet and uh, well, especially if it's within public reach, it's always going to have some kind of mount. It needs to be mounted permanently. Yeah, public can't be trusted. Right. Exactly. Right. And they'll, they'll try to peel pieces off always. Um, but uh, if a model, let's say it's behind stanchions or a fence or something, and it's not supposed to be touched by the general public and it's over eh, three feet or so, you're going to want to put a, a steel frame inside there. And, and just it's, it's mostly for, for weather and, and stability and to make sure, uh, you know, depending on the shape of the model, it can really add to the structural integrity, too. And so does that go beyond just that first layer of brick that is the exterior yeah, yeah. Basically, models are just like the, a skin of, of a of a building or of. I've a, been living a, a lie. Yeah, so it's it's all <laughs> it's all just you know the inside is is uh, usually as hollow as can be because we all know Lego is rather expensive, and mm-hmm. uh, so to, to 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 put a bunch of unseen Lego on the inside of a model is is you know you want to avoid that. So yeah. basically, the challenge, if you will, is to to make the coolest model you can out of the fewest pieces. Really, because I mean, from and, and like from my perspective as a business owner, and and you know, doing it on my own now, it's it's all about a budget. You know, you want you want your time and your energy and effort to to be, you know, within a certain you know time frame. I so guess. What's the most of all of the things you've done and seen? What is the one that was the 
perfect combination of budget and creativity and excellence? Oh, that's a tough question. I've built so many models. Um, uh, that's a really tough question. I have to let me come back to you. I'll think about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a skyscraper, <laughs> probably. It might be the it might be the 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 Burj Khalifa, as it was called, or well, it was called the Burj Dubai when I built it way back in 2006, seven. Um, but I did a 17 foot model of the Bur- the Burj Khalifa and that one worked really well. It was, uh, I designed it and then I had a, a team of two people that were right under my command, if you will, to build it. To, so basically uh, it was, it was, it went very smoothly for such a large build. And I'm assuming that is after you attained the level of Lego master. Yeah, absolutely. You have to, yeah, at this point I'm like, I, I, I rose to the ranks of designer pretty quickly after I got hired. It was six months after I was hired that I went to, to designer. So oh, okay. going from associate to builder really quickly and then to, to designer. And, and they had a, they needed, they were just ramping up to start doing, you know, at the time there was just Legoland Denmark, you know, in Legoland uh, and then mm-hmm. Legoland California. And so they were getting ready to do Malaysia and Florida and, and, um, now New York just opened. And so they had a lot of things in, in the pipeline that they were getting ready to, to need a lot of people to, to build and design. So, Is there sort of test you have to uh, pass to become a master builder? Is there, yeah, are there yeah, robes involved? Is yeah, it a darkened room? Like, one thing I did, we, we did a, there are kind of some spider webs and dust on my, some models. I apologize. Maybe it happens to all of us. This is uh Okay. A sphere that I did, and this is from the actual training. So we we had to do a, uh, my mine was a sphere that day, or or week, or however many hours they gave, and then my ultimate the ultimate thing I had to do for the sculpture training week or whatever was I did this. Wow! And is that <laughs> that's awesome? Is Bobby that bagel baby? I was I was going for the Simpsons pink frosted sprinkle donut, but. We didn't have enough pink in the in the shop at the time. <laughs> Everybody wants Lard Boy, but <laughs> yes. it doesn't happen. Now, yeah. is that solid Lego, or is there some structural? That work? that's that's uh, that's hollow. So, my lord! And then you you said you glue these all together so they don't come apart, and you have what happens on yes, a weekly actually, basis that, in my that house. That bagel is not glued, and I've broken it twice in the last oh, three years, and I and I fixed it because I I just I love that model. So, I'm so glad you didn't drop it two seconds ago. Yeah, me too. I try not to handle it. And I just, I put it finally not on a shelf that it can roll off. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there would have been three people crying as you're doing yeah. that. Yeah, I, I actually had an incident when I was working on a model for Legoland, Florida for the, uh, the St. Augustine Chapel or what, you know, whatever that building is. But I, I had like a, a four foot high bell tower. I just finished the prototype. It, in the design process, basically as a designer, you, you can, we call it dry bricking. That's when you build a model without gluing it, all right? Mm-hmm. And you all, a lot of times you'll build it out of the wrong colors because you build it out of colors that we have an abundance of and that we don't use like yellow. You know, there aren't, you know not many yellow things. So uh, long story short, I have this giant yellow t- clock tower. I just spent like, like, I don't know, nine days building or something. And it was sitting on the edge of my desk. I was about to take pictures of it and I bumped my desk and the thing wobbled and it just fell onto the floor and just shattered into pieces. And that was the one time I was, I, I didn't cry, but it felt like I could. 
I, yeah. It was such a, it was, it was just like, it just sucked the, the wind out of me. It, it took me a minute. I gathered my wits and then I, I, I picked up all the pieces. And in about three hours time, I had it put back together. So it, it broke so in some chunks. <laughs> from a frustrating experience like that, did you, have you found that through your experience with this, you now have a little more sort of patience to roll with it in other frustrating situations in life? I wish. No. <laughs> it's like, it's I'm like, so oh. glad you said that, though. That makes me feel so much better. Well, if this to the tree, do you think it would? But really, it's like maybe I use all my patience with Lego because, you know, I don't, I tend to not have patience with a lot of other aspects in my life. So I think that's just that's human nature. I'm hoping. Right. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, it hasn't, I haven't been able to transfer those skills to my daily life, which would be great. You know, <laughs> great for all of us. So after. <laughs> After Lego Master, you decide to go solo. Yes, the, uh, the the I didn't know what I was going to do next after I left. I, I I really honestly, you know, I thought maybe hey, I I always like Google Earth because Google is you know it's there's that's why I use I use that as a resource for what I do a lot for buildings and mm. stuff. And I thought hey, maybe I'll get a job working at Google and for do Google Earth or something, you know. And and then interestingly enough, it's kind of a sidebar, but while I was working on a building looking at my monitors at work at Legoland. I had Google Earth on the screen as a, as a uh, reference. And these guys roll in on a, a tricycle bike and it was the developers of Google Earth. And they were doing their first private property mapping of, of not, you know, the street view. Mm-hmm. They chose Legoland. So they went, they came to Legoland to do it. And they, they had a, a Honda generator on this, on a tricycle bike and they, and they had their, uh, you know, their camera on a stick that you see on the car. They mm-hmm. had the whole setup on a bike and they were riding it around Legoland, California. And they came in to our, to my, my model shop and they saw that I was using their, their software to do what I was doing. And they, they were just, they couldn't have been happier and, you know, that, that <laughs> to, to see someone using it in a way that I was and, and everything. So it was, it was kind of a, a, a weird meta moment for me. Cause I had thought of doing that job as my next job before them, they came in to visit and then they randomly just show up. So that was kind and of, and they were like, don't do this job. Stick with Lego. Yeah, prop, prop, prop. <laughs> <laughs> Lego's more fun, I think, you know, so, yeah, and, then, and then after I left Lego and honestly, cause the question is, you know, uh, what, what do I do next? So this is what I want to do, you know? So I, I don't, I, I couldn't think of anything else really. I mean, I, I moved from California to Connecticut. Um, I, I just, just kind of wanted out the West coast. I was only really there for my job. Um, mm-hmm. And so I came out, came out East and, and with the intention of starting my, my company, the art of Lego. And I've had that domain, the www.legogh.com. I have had that since 1999. So Back then, I planned to do what I'm doing today before I even got my job at Legoland. But I'm glad I didn't back then because I got the training that I needed to do it extra well, you know. And, and so now I'm, I'm uh, I decided that I move, you know, I move east, I'd start my company. And it, it took, a, I had, it was about a year. I, I mean, I, I delivered pizzas when I first got out here. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to do what you got to do, pay the bills. Sure. Uh, but uh, the whole time I was doing that, I was, you know, formulating my plan and, and getting ready to, to pull the trigger and, and, and la- basically relaunch my website. Um, and 
in the moment I, you know, basically turned it on and said, I'm available, the work started coming in. So it was, I, I was very lucky to have my website in place already for, for the, you know, the first, those 15 years I had been indexed by Google. I know SEO, I'm a, I'm, I'm a former uh, uh, website designer. So I, I understood, I packed it full of keywords and phrases and good images and tags and, and all the meta stuff, all that. And so it had been indexed really well for, for many, many years. And when I came back to, to, to actually start my company, uh, it was just, I'm, you know, page one results for, you know, like professional Lego designer or commission Lego artist or, you know, a lot of terms like that. So, and that's key to my business. I get all of my leads now, well, now through word of mouth too, but initially uh, it's, it's all website. So how long into that process did you do the Lego head of Van Gogh and how hard was that? Because obviously he did not paint in 3d. Well, no, I never did a 3d Van Gogh. So, okay. So that, that one on the website is just a flat. Yeah, it's flat. And, and, and I'll tell you a secret that is, is, is uh, faked in Photoshop. Okay. We won't tell anybody. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's a So the, the, the one, the one thing on my whole website that and it's based on my, the, the pun in my name. Right. Is a real Lego model, but Way it looks like one. Cause I made it. One yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I've always thought maybe I should actually build that as a Lego model. So, but I did do the same process you would do to create a Lego mosaic, you know, which is in this case, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much you guys are familiar with Lego, but there's, there are two types of mosaics. There's studs out, so it has all the bumps pointing out, mm-hmm. and then there are studs up mosaics. And that's mm-hmm. when you can have plates from the side, and it gives you basically two and a half times resolution of, of what a brick would be. So it, it, it's pretty amazing what you can achieve with a, um, a, a, some of the Lego mosaics uh, once you understand the technique behind you know, turning, it's turning the bricks within it that really makes it key, you know, to capturing the image. And so used to having everything in front of them right away that we forget that innovation just takes time. I, I, myself, I get frustrated too. Why? And you know, this is being one of my best friends is, Hey, I talk to you all the time. Hey man, I'm frustrated in the fact that I can't seem to just get there in Mm -hmm. the next day but that's just not how these things work right innovation needs to be planned out it needs to be very methodical and then when it finally hits that's when it seems like to everyone else that it it sort of just came out of nowhere but to you you know the amount of dedication that it took over that time now you said that doing buildings is by far your favorite and looking at your website there are a ton of really cool looking buildings on there what are the most of your commissions is it do our company uh, headquarters in lego do our boss in lego or do our logo yeah it's it, well most would be logo stuff you know as mm-hmm. far as that goes but uh as far as when it comes to buildings most of the buildings i get are like you were suggesting like corporate head or something, it's a gift for him, or um, it's or it's for a lot of trade show stuff, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that's another aspect of what I do is I do live building events, which are you know a lot of fun, totally different than what I'm used to, you know, sitting in my, yeah. my studio at home versus building in front of very curious people. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot what the question was now. 
Um, it was just sort of the, the different types of things you do. Now, the logos, you can do those yeah. with one hand tied behind your back now, right? Yeah, logos are pretty straightforward. And, and I, I prefer when someone has a logo that's more of a challenge now in a way, you know, that's mm -hmm. you know, or and, and, and it, it, like making it three dimensional and adding some depth, because a lot of people, when they think of a logo, it's just a flat thing because they only ever see it printed. You know, mm -hmm. so doing a Lego version of someone's logo, it offers a fun um, new, a lot of times, uh, 3D aspect. So you can kind of get a, a, a new feel for, for what your logo uh, is. So I, I've even done lighted logo signs, like for the entryway of a, like the foyer of a, of a business, you know, or something. And that's the thing that's, I feel like is amazing. Um, you, you do replicas of, you said, offices and homes and stuff and vehicles, logos, but then it gets into furniture, shelves, sconces. Yeah, you can, you can do, I learned a lot of that stuff at Legoland because a lot of the times you need something, what you do is you, 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 you want to, like a sconce, like that's a good example. Um, uh, it, you know, it's a snick and small little thing, you just stick on the wall, put a light bulb in. But when it when it's a, a neat like a little unexpected detail in a room, it's it's really playful and and you know like for a child's room or something, mm -hmm. uh, like like shelving I'll do shelves, uh, for a kid's room or um, it's I have not I'll admit I have not built like a desk or something large yet. I was going to ask about an armoire, yeah. but okay, yeah, desk I, I is could right do out. it, but it would you know I have not yet, and that would definitely have a steel frame inside it. You know I'd probably mm -hmm. do. Uh, like square tube steel frame just to make sure you know if you're gonna have furniture people are gonna be moving this thing and, and it needs to be uh, durable so that's you know the, the gluing is a whole other aspect of, of what i do that yeah that's it that's that's, that's like that's a whole thing because like gluing nobody glues lego you know what i mean that you're, you're crazy to glue lego but in, from my perspective you're crazy not to glue lego so uh, and, what and kind of what, glue do you use? Is there oh, that's specific? a good question. Because this oh, here, look at that. <laughs> this is my glue bottle. Um, I've had, I've used 20 different ways to dispense glue since 2005 when I started using glue. Mm -hmm. um, and this isn't even glue. It's called MEK. It's methyl ethyl ketone. It's, it's a solvent. It's, it's like turpentine. Um, so you've pretty much got a buzz going most of the day when well, you're gluing? Well, I have, I have a traction <laughs> system. And, and this is the, the, the amount I use is very minimal. So, but if, it, you know, if you have, like when I was at the Legoland model shop, we had four, upwards of 40 people at one time gluing. So it, there, everyone had a tube coming down from the ceiling and it had an extraction system and all of the fumes were, were pulled yeah, out. A splitting headache. That's. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, so, and, uh, there are other kinds of glue there, but th this is, th this is the best in my opinion. Um, it's so, and it, and it dries really quickly and it, and it holds like cement practically. Wow. One thing wow. I've noticed about the Lego kind of community, uh, maybe it's from the Lego master show or, but it seems like it's a very supportive, encouraging community and group of fans. Is it, or is it just cutthroat and everyone will stab you in the back? Well, I have to say, I think it's mostly supportive. with a Lego knife. I might. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it is pretty. It can be cutthroat when you're in the corporate world, I think. But when you're talking just Lego people, Lego fans, the AFOLs, the mm -hmm. adult fan of Lego people, um, they are very supportive of each other. Uh, and, and, and even in like even in the model shop, we were supportive of each other. Like if you 
as a, as a model builder or designer or something, if you came up with a way, like you're like, hey, look, I, I, what I came up with, this little way to do this technique. And, and people were like, oh, I've never seen that before. You, you take it around desk to desk or pass it around so everyone can see, you know? So you, you, you want to learn, you want to, you want to, you know, you want basically 10 ways to do the same thing if you can, because it really, the, the trick with doing what I do at the level I do, I believe is, is, is hiding the fact that it's glued. You, you know, like my models are, are perfectly glued if they can be, I mean, you won't even know looking at it, you wouldn't know it was glued. Strangely mm -hmm. enough, when, if you held a glued model and an unglued model next, just held them in, you can tell the difference just by holding it. Hmm. It, it just it, it feels like a, it just feels different because it, it acts as one versus you know a, a collection of pieces and do you always glue as you go or do you assemble then go back and glue uh i glue as i go for the most part if it's a funky thing or you know there's something that you need to work out like a, some kind of angle or problem or, or maybe just the logistics of which piece goes first um then you, you might do it dry first and come back, unbuild it and rebuild it. And this is something you've been doing for so long and it has been such a huge part of your life. Do you still get up every day and are excited to tackle the next problem? Or yeah, are you just yeah. tired of walking across your office floor barefoot? No, I, I'm pretty much excited. Some, some day, you know, it depends on the project. Some projects are a bear in my mind. Like I just <laughs> don't want to work on it, you know? My, I, you know, I, it's my, when you have to do that thing, another secret, but I'll, I'll still do them. So don't take me wrong, but, um, I roll, I don't like doing mosaics. Mm. I'm really good at them. And that's why I did too many of them at Legoland. And I, I just don't like it. I like buildings. So imagine doing a, a pointillistic piece by piece thing, making a picture versus creating a building. They're entirely different, but I do, I, I have clients up down to soccer moms and, and kids even I've had, you know, like I'll do an instruction for, but I, you know, honestly, I, 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 the bigger, the better. And it's not about money. It's about, I get to design a bigger model. For more information on Eric to hire him and to see some of his amazing samples, check out his website, which is lego.com. That is L-E-G-O-G-H.com. He's also on Twitter at Lego, and he's on Instagram, where he's at The Art of Lego. You can check us out on all the various socials. Be sure to visit our website, and don't forget to leave us a review. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hegquist. Our reluctant producers are John Sauvé and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thanks for joining us. Flash, we're coming home. Nigel, is that you? Are you here, Nigel?